Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Guys, I bought new shoes yesterday. Yeah? Wore them to the grocery store. Yeah? They ripped the back of my ankle off pretty much. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that sucks. They like gave me a blister so bad, like my ankle was bleeding. And I took these shoes off. They're not even, they're like just flats, but they were just rubbing like the back of Where my did you buy these shoes and why the hell didn't you walk around in them first? Express. I did and they were fine, but it was like, they're like leather, and so I guess after for 30 minutes, they need to stretch a little bit. Yeah, because your feet It's literally well. micro, it's just barely a difference. And then, so then I was like, damn it, I can't return them because there's blood all over the back of it. <laughs> um, I'd like to return these shoes, please, because there's blood on them. I don't know how it got there, but I, I'm not paying for these. Do you think that'd work? No. They probably know I've. They'd probably be like, can I see the back of your ankle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably like, you know, there's an episode of Friends where Monica buys some really expensive boots. Yeah, and, I've seen that one. Yeah, she's and uh, Rachel says, we'll just take them back. She says, I can't. They're a little scuffed right here, and the inside is full of my blood. <laughs> In other shoe news today, actually, I didn't buy any new shoes recently, so I can't really participate in that. Sadly, I actually bought two pairs of the same shoe <gasps> in different colors, so now I have two pairs that I got to figure out how to stretch. <sighs> well, obviously, it's just the back is pointed weird so that it's rubbing against the, my ankles. Oh, hmm. I think I can buy little. Oh, that's what I was going to get on Amazon. Some little thingies to put on the back. Yeah, some like little. <laughs> Say that again. What? Do you know what those thingies are called that you put on the back of your shoes so they don't rub against your ankles? Are you talking about like the little sticky is, things? Is this a trivia question? Oh, I found them. Oh, what are they called? Heel grips. What? The heel is on the bottom. Well, it's the um, back of your the back. Oh. Moleskin. Uh, there's moleskin that, but that's sticky. I don't know if you'd want to put that on the back. Or foot pedals. Oh, that's creepy. Heels You're putting the heel. skin of a mole. It's not. No, it's real like moleskin. Le- it, why do they call it's it like that? It's like leather, kind of, and it's it's supposed to protect your f- feet by using... By using the skin of another animal to protect your feet. That's just wrong. I mean, pretty much. Do you wear anything leather, Martha? I'm just teasing. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of leather jackets that I have in different colors makes me totally... I, I, people would throw blood on me, I think. I'm not a faux leather wearer. I like my leather real leather. Don't send me hate mail, damn it. <laughs> I'm not interested. We just lost all of our PETA listeners. God damn it. It happens. Well, you know, I am an animal activist in other ways. Yes, but PETA would not consider you an animal activist if you're wearing leather. Sadly. Sadly. Well, PETA's I'm not, outrageous. I'm not wearing leather right now. Is it called PETA? Right, right. For people sure. for the ethanol... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one. Yeah, people and I'm for the sure ethical treatment. And I'm sure if your leather wearing didn't turn them off, that right there did. 
<laughs> I do that every day, but the great thing is, is I get to start over again. You know, when I'm at work and I make a mistake, I can just record again. <laughs> yeah, the, yes. whole, the whole crew is here today because um, there's a, a radio special on that we do. It's like a, the Billboard Music Awards, right? And so we're broadcasting that on the radio, and there's an issue where the system isn't working right, so everybody had to come up here and, and do it. Usually, we could just you know flip a switch and it'll go, but <laughs> so the place is full of people on a Sunday. Oh, by the way, it is not Friday. We usually do our recording on Friday, but since we had graduation on Friday night, woohoo, our boys are done! Yeah. And I will have to say, Tyler said, when I told him that we were doing the podcast on Sunday, he said, I better know what you're going to talk about. And I said, well, of course we're going to talk about graduation. We have to. I said, actually, we talk about you guys quite a bit. We do. But, you know, there was severe weather on a Friday night, possibility of, and it was rainy. So they were supposed to have the graduation outside on the football field. But because it rained... We had to move it inside, and Tuttle did not grow very well with its kids. Right. So they built a new high school, but it's, but not, it's not done. done. So they tried to cram all of these people into the gym, and there's no air conditioning <laughs> in there. So somebody actually passed out <laughs> during graduation because it was too hot, yeah. and there were too many people. It yeah. had to have been at least 90 degrees in there. Oh, it at was least. so hot. Yes, it was very hot. And, of course, they're all in their cap and gown. But it wasn't one of the graduates that passed out. It was somebody's grandmother or something. Yeah. That's weird. So they had to stop graduation. Mm-hmm. So then it was even hotter because we had to wait longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was shorter than I thought it would be. Yeah. A lot shorter. Did yeah. Jeff wave at us? Does no, he he's like, looked yeah. pissed off. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. yeah Jeff is the guy, by the way, who does our intro, the Three Book Girls intro. And he's, he's a pretty awesome guy. But I don't think he's pretty happy right now because he had to come up here on a Sunday evening. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy if it was me. Oh, oh, oh. oh I am here, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, but just purely for pleasure. Because That's right. It's pleasure. This isn't work. Man, I tell you what. This is fun. There are so many good books out there right now. I can't keep up. I know. I actually have to go back to an old book this week, and I blame Nicole for it. What? Because I'm still listening to Leftovers that she reviewed last week. Oh, that's right. I'm liking the story, even though it doesn't really have, it just tells about the people's lives. I like, it just, I don't know, it's kind of sucked me into the story. And Well, sometimes you like just hearing about that. I don't want to quit reading it, so... But I have a good one, so it's. But okay. what? Are, so what are you reading this week, then? We're gonna go straight into it now. Yeah, sure. I mean, you were already talking about it. <laughs> you, so. you started, so, so I guess you, that means you get to start. Um, the Anatomist Apprenticed by Tessa Harris. Ooh, yeah, that's and a good one. this is one that I read um, quite a while ago, and what made me remember it is when I was looking up the Silence of the Lamb series that I read um, under Thomas Harris. Mm-hmm. Um. She came up because her name is Tessa, because it's real close, you know, on Google search, because Google knows everything. All-knowing, <laughs> all-seeing Google. I know. That's going to be 
Somebody's going to hack Google, and that's going to be the end of society because Google's going to Don't go give them any ideas, damn it. I think it's already <laughs> been hacked a couple times, guys. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> now that'd be a way to take over the world, wouldn't it? What are we going to do tonight, Pinky? <laughs> Conquer the world. Try to take over the world. The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. Oh, is it take over the world? Yep. I thought it was conquer. I did not watch that. Pinky in the brain. Okay, so The Anonymous Apprentice by Tessa Harris. And what this is, it's a mystery, but it's kind of a different way to solve the mystery because The Anonymous Apprentice uh, really kind of, it's a forensic, and it's set in like... 1800s mm-hmm. so you know they don't have a lot of the ways to preserve the body that they do now mm-hmm. so somebody dies obviously it's a mystery somebody has to die yeah and somebody has to die <laughs> somebody has to die they call on the anatomist apprentice to try to solve the crime when a lady who's kind of high in society her husband is accused of the murder Mm-hmm. So she comes, goes to him and, you know, wants his help. And the way that he starts trying to solve the crime is he exhumes the body mm-hmm. and, you know, tries to get clues from the dead body. So he does. And, of course, there are other investigations of the living people, obviously, that go on. But because he examines... The dead bodies, it makes it just a little bit of a different way that he solved a crime, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really enjoyed this book. It didn't get a good reading on Goodreads. Oh, we don't care about Goodreads. But <laughs> most of the books I like seem like they don't get good reviews on. As the book goes on, you kind of learn more about this um higher society man who's accused of the murders, mm-hmm. and he's really not a good person. He's kind of an ass. Kind of an ass. He's kind of an an ass. And his wife, of course, you know, is always, you know, sweet and everything and kind of builds a friendship with the anonymous apprentice. And there's, you know, a little bit of flirtation going on there. But, of course, she's married and she's high Mm -hmm. society. So, you know, they're not even hardly ever left alone in a room. But, you know, sparks kind of fly a little. So if you like a little romance with your mystery. But, mm. I mean, it's not a whole lot of romance. It's no, not gushy. Because I liked it. So it's not gushy it at all. So, couldn't have too much in it. And I don't know. It just, it had a few t- twists and turns. And like I said, it was just a different way to solve the murder. So I thought it was really interesting. The only thing I did not like about this book is that after the... They kind of reveal, you know, after they solve the mystery and everything, it goes on for three more chapters <laughs> after it. Yeah. So it's kind of like afterwards, it keeps going, and there really is no point. <laughs> well, it's setting it up for the second book because there's three books in this series. Yeah, mm-hmm. but don't you hate that, though? Yeah. Don't you hate it when you when the book has reached its climax? I can argue this. <laughs> Okay. For you guys. All right, go ahead. How many times have you read a book and been sitting there thinking, damn, I wish I knew what happened after that? I, that never happens to me. Like, I wish I knew what happened in there. It happens to me all the time. Because usually I'm invested in the characters and oh, okay. their life, so you want to know what happens later. Okay, well, so I guess it would fair how enough. The book well, did it. let me just make a confession right now. I know this is not really. Can I 
butt in on your review? Sure. Okay. Where's my Nerf gun? <laughs> I'm just going to make a quick confession, and then we can go back to the review. Mm. I I read Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, yeah, you know, because that's the last one, mm-hmm. three times before I read the whole thing. Because as soon as the ring gets destroyed and Frodo and Sam get away... I just quit reading because I'm like, well, what's the point? <laughs> These are my guys. They they got through. Okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read the rest. What? I'd the- be okay with books after that. Like, I'm like, I'm done. What happens to them? <laughs> I didn't even want to know. Like, but then eventually, you know, I okay. Now let's go back to this. <laughs> well, seeing that they're seeing that this is this was the first book and it goes on and there's two more books mm-hmm. if i want to know about the characters i'm going to read the next book which i actually did on this one i read the mm-hmm. second book and it's even more interested and twisted and turned than the Isn't first the second book. one the one i liked the best the one with the giant and yeah. the midget yeah. yes and they're like friends they're like best friends and that was a really although the first one was good because you know what I liked about it. This is gonna sound really disgusting. That's okay. really, really, really disgusting. I probably thought the same thing. Okay, this is the part where he goes in to exhume the corpse, and it talks about the smell, and you can smell it. I'm serious, you can mm-hmm. smell it. Yeah. And he talks about how his um, guy that was training him said it really helps to smoke cigarettes because it decreases your sense of smell, and so he would smoke. Before he went in there to, like, keep from... So he can smell it. I mean, he, of course, he could smell it anyway, but because it was, she'd been in there a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah, wife the second or one, when they exhumed the body, and the second one, the person was, had been dead longer than the first one, I think. Because doesn't he go, like, into a tomb? One? Isn't that the first one? Well, the first one, I don't think she'd been dead that long, had she? Oh, I don't remember. It's been too long, but I just remember that this person that does the description really does a good job of describing that because, I mean, it's visceral. You can smell. Mm -hmm. The description is so good that you can smell that smell. I mean, it it gets into your nose just just reading about it. Mm -hmm. And the second one had more twists and stuff that came up than the first one. And, And it's also here's another thing. If you like Nicole. You, you like all that forensic pathology stuff that you read about or you, that you see on TV. This is cool because this is the very beginning of that science. Mm-hmm. This is where they started to figure out all of these things. This is where it came from. So it's fascinating to see how they, um, how the science of um, autopsy and all of these things came about. Well, did you know autopsies were originally performed on live humans because it was illegal to mutilate a dead corpse? Holy crap. So if uh, a doctor wanted to know anything about the human body in the medieval age, he'd have to like go find someone and pay them to... To be dissected? Yeah, like while they're still alive. Oh, ew. Or ha- like... Well, you know, they have would, surgery or something. It would, like, kill them, wouldn't it? I mean... Ooh. Well, no, I know that in this, in this series, here's the other thing that was interesting, is that we don't think about, like, the... Oh, what did you? What would you call that? It's, and I'm going for the series here because I don't remember the specific details of, of each book, but um, you, you don't think about all of the... Um, superstitious stuff from that time that made people not want 
to have their bodies looked at after they were dead. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they assumed that if you cut up a body, that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't go to heaven. Right. That their spirit couldn't rest. Mm -hmm. So um, just the whole idea that that might happen was just abysmal to them. It couldn't handle it. But the other thing is, is that if you died on the street, like you, you know, either got shot or, you know, died of a heart attack and where you fell, basically, instead of someone coming along and calling the police or an ambulance, they would put your body in a freaking wheelbarrow and take you to the back door of the doctor's office and sell your body. Yeah. So that they could. Yeah. So you can do autopsies. That's the (laughs) Mm -hmm. same time period of when. That's exactly why they would pay human people. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they would do it to the back door so that the people who are trying to learn about autopsy and trying to learn about the human body. And and it was well, it was a fascinating. It was fascinating. They had grave robbers, too, did they? Oh, people yeah. That stole them. And yes. Sold them. That yeah, was the only way them. they could do it was to go. And, and, and they talk about that in this book, too. They talk about how the medical students would... <laughs> hang out at the freaking graveyard yep. and wait for the grave diggers to go away and go dig up the corpse mm-hmm. so they could do their exams. Because they wanted a fresh corpse, obviously, so well, that they could So it wouldn't be as stinky. Yeah. So it was illegal because it was illegal to well, yeah. actually yeah. do an autopsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will have to say, I learned something when I read this book because they talk about syphilis. And syphilis, um, uh, Christopher Columbus, when he came over and discovered America... He caught syphilis and took it back to England, and they didn't have a cure. And I did not know that Christopher oh. Columbus took, you know, syphilis to caught syphilis in America and took it to oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so awesome. England, and they didn't have a cure because you know people were going crazy and they didn't Trying know to... what it was for, from. So I actually put the book down and googled it because I mean when they. When they teach you about Christopher Columbus in elementary school, they don't tell you that he caught syphilis. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> hilarious. There's a lot of people who had uh, Abraham Lincoln, I believe, they think may have had syphilis and then actually given it to his wife. And that's part of the reason why when he died, she had be- become so, like, mentally insane. Yeah. Really? Wow. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I... I didn't. I that's. I did not know that until I read this book, and I read there it. There was and I a was lot like, of stuff in oh this my book. Gosh, in the series that was really. I'm the, the historical fiction part of some books. I find really dull, but when it came to this series, there was a lot of stuff in there that I found really fascinating. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. And I mean, what? That's I why I went was, on to the new one or the second and third ones because mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. A lot of uh, scientific, you know, the beginnings of the science and everything. It was kind of. very scientific, which yeah. I loved. And, and they went into detail about the science. Yeah, they did. Which I also loved because, you know me, I'm a big nerd. So it was gross. I, mean, I bet you you would like since you like true crime kind of stuff. It, I mean, it was really gross. But, yeah. I mean, if you can handle the grossness. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. Yeah. But it was great. And I'm not into gore. I, I mean, liked the second one, I think, better than any of the ones the in, one in the middle. The second one was good. Because Very it was good. really... Um, it was twisted. It was. It was so twisted. Oh, yeah. And crazy old lady. Oh, my God. I don't remember who, what relative, how she played into the... But, but the crazy old lady that, like... Didn't she, like, 
go get some mushrooms and like make them tea or something and it made them kind of wonky for a while i don't remember what part that was i just remember wasn't that the second one i don't know i just uh, remember the anyways, giant there was this guy maybe that was, was the first one. who had he had uh uh, whatever that disease was that makes people grow too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know, but he, he was a giant. Mm-hmm. And he his best friend was a dwarf. Mm-hmm. And all of the anatomists wanted his bones because they wanted to study him. But he was really superstitious. And the whole idea that somebody could take his body after he died was too freaky to him. He couldn't mm-hmm. handle it because he didn't think he, his spirit would rest. Mm-hmm. So they were like following him around and stalking him and waiting for him to die because he was sick. And it was just, oh, my God. Didn't he actually have guards up around? He did. Around where he was staying yeah, because, because they were afraid he was going to die in his sleep and they were going to, yeah. or they were going to like, you know, they, take him and him not be dead. Yeah. Just so, because they. I highly, mean, highly recommend at least the second one, if not the first one too. I mean, it was just really fascinating. Had a lot of different stuff. The first mm-hmm. one though, you get a feel for all of the characters because a lot of the characters transfer over to the second one. True. So I would say. Read the first one and the second one. I actually did not read the third one, so I don't know about the third yeah, one. It was, yeah. yeah. Didn't really care for the third one that much. But again, that was The Anonymous Apprentice by Tessa Harris. All right. You want to go next or you want me to go next? You can go next. I'll let you go next. All right. Uh, so this one is by one of my favorite authors. Which is, who is Augustine Burroughs. Oh yes, Augustine. We've heard we've heard yes. from him before. And it's called Cellavision, which I think I've talked about briefly, like very, very briefly. I think you did. Because it, it reminded me of something. Yeah, we you did about. touch on it briefly, but you didn't go into that much detail about it. And so this is one of the first books I read about him, well, read by him, that is not about his own life. Like, it's yeah. actually not a biography. Uh, and so I was kind of nervous reading it, but it was actually pretty good. Um, he has this dark sense of humor just from all of his life experiences. And if you've read any of his biographies, uh, the, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But he, it <clears throat> definitely translates into this book. In fact, it's uh, they use the word cynical in, in it. Cynical? Their description. But it follows... Um, like three or four people and it all of them are have what they have in common is they all work for a home shopping network so pretty much like QVC <laughs> but it's not QVC it's a, like one that doesn't exist and so you have this one girl who is cute and is being stalked and then you have this other guy who is doing a toys for tots drive and accidentally exposes himself live on air on a children's oh. fundraiser um, and then gets fired. So he had the uh, nipple slip but a little south of the border? Yeah, I have no idea. A winky wag? And then, That's funny. And then you have another girl who's having an affair with her boss at this place. And so it's all of these people like having these horrible life situations and they all work for... There's another uh, woman who is dating some guy online, and she works for QV, or this place. Yeah, yeah. the Home Shopping Network or whatever it is. And is addicted to shopping. So she goes for there and spends her entire paycheck (laughs) buying stuff. And so she has to, like, figure out, you know, like, how not to 
Oh, wow. Buy stuff. And so it's actually a pretty short book, but it's pretty good. It sounds, I, like, a, sounds like a sitcom is what it sounds like. It kind yeah. of is, actually. Uh, I think I rated it on Goodreads originally three stars. Um, See, now that, it is, that's a per- perfect example of why Goodreads gets low stars. Especially when I'm comparing it to his other books. Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah. So, um, but it, it's actually, like, on Goodreads, it's rated, like, 4.8 stars. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. But it's a good, like, it's short, it's funny, and you're going to sit there and go, holy shit. So, <laughs> I, would, I mean, if you're ever bored and need a book, quick book to read, that's probably one of them. It's a holy it's a shit type book. Yeah, mm. well, those are those are fun. Plus, I mean, who bases a book around the Home Shopping Network and gets like can get away with it without it being absolutely? That's not what you boring. call a really good writer. You can take something like the Home Shopping Network and actually make it a book that people want to read. Yeah. And so then, like the book cover, which you can't really see very well in this, but I'll show it to you in a second, is of like lips and teeth. Which, for some reason, so when I picked this book up, <laughs> then looking at the book, I was like, what? What? So, it, it, But it makes sense. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was a, like a very different representation. Now of, the people listening to the podcast got to go look it up on Google just to see the cover. Well, yeah. They're <laughs> as curious weird. as I am. You know, if I was listening, I'd be like, what? What was the name of that? I got to look it up. <laughs> Because <laughs> I look everything up. I'm horrible. Cellavision. I just love the uh, the title. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of Willy Wonka for some reason. Like that one where he teleports like the the chocolate bar. Oh, yeah. TV. Yeah. I, huh. I don't know why. I don't even know if that's called Cellavision. I don't think it is. But no. it well, I mean, if you wrote a sitcom, if you wrote a, a short story or Maybe a I book really about like behind the scene, scenes at a radio station. It could get weird. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on here Yeah. over the years. We've had some very, very strange stuff. Go- so I'm thinking, boy, the stories this carpet could tell. <laughs> I think I think most people's work is like that. Is you know, the workplace because people spend so much time at work. We yes. spend more time at work than we spend at home. You do well. It, I mean, sleeping, but uh, but home and away. But living our lives, we spend it at work. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of affairs. There's a lot of weirdness and goofiness and and heartbreak and. Gosh, maybe I should write a book about work. Nicole's like, no. I mean, there is, but get away I mean, from me. Anytime you throw a bunch of people into one office who have never met before in their life, and tell them you're going to spend eight hours a day, five days a week with this person, I mean, it's either sink or swim. Yeah, and and some people end sometimes up- you're dunking that other person's head, saying sink, damn it. <laughs> And you would know this because? I don't. I've heard stories. I don't know what you're talking about. She's got water on her hands. You can tell from some dunking. Dunking some donuts. So would you read Martha? Me? Oh, uh, I guess it is sort of my turn, isn't it? Unless you want to talk about donuts more. No, not particularly. Donuts give me a heartburn. I had a donut today. What kind? Uh, I like cake donuts, so I got oh, one. Cake donuts are good. I, I, they don't give me heartburn because they're actually just cake. cake. Batter. But yeah. I was hoping it had like 
that fudge chocolate frosting on it and it just had regular glaze on it and I was like, eh, this is not worth it. So was I ate like a, a half of it. And was it a like chocolate cake donut? Mm. Hmm. I like either one though, as long as it has chocolate frosting on it. I like blueberry cake donuts. Blueberry cake donuts are delicious. Oh, I love I them. Anyways, mm. what did you read? Oh, uh, <laughs> actually I read several things and I was having a really hard time trying to decide what to talk about because okay the one that i'm mainly going to talk about is called celine by peter heller and it wasn't one of my favorite books but it was really 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 well written Mm -hmm. and it was interesting because i obviously i i enjoyed reading it you didn't quit reading it. no i didn't quit i didn't quit reading it but it's you know, sometimes you just have to enjoy reading a book. And I liked it because the main character, Celine, she's like she's like this ultimate private eye type woman. But she spends most of her time trying to find birth families for people. Mm-hmm. But yet her solve rate is better than the FBI. So she's really good at her job. But... And she's also a really good shot, too. So you have, you know, all these little combinations. But the story itself isn't really all that, you know. I mean, I, I liked the character. It didn't have a strong storyline or no, a No, not particularly. It was a bit meandering. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd stop and uh, they, they did a lot of traveling. They traveled through Yellowstone National Park and up through Montana. Of course, I'm from that area. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed the trip in this book. I enjoyed being with Celine. I enjoyed the story of her family. Mm-hmm. Um, just those little touches of time spent with an interesting person. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Peter Heller, and I haven't read anything from Peter Heller before, but I think now I will. Because, And I think that now having listened to the audiobook, I'm going to get a copy of the hardcover not necessarily for my bookshelf, but so that I can read it again. Because once again, the language of it, there were there were passages in it that I was like finding myself wanting to rush and write down. Yeah. You know, there are books like that where some profound thoughts come out of them, of the small moments in life. And that's kind of what I felt like. It's like a, a flash of, wow, you know, that's that's really cool. That's really profound. That's beautiful. And there were a lot of moments, moments like that in this book. I think Peter Heller just really has a unique way of expressing the thoughts of the character that, I don't know, that I would want to share. Mm-hmm. And that was the main reason that even though the story itself wasn't super, you know, if somebody were to say, what's this book about? I'd be like, uh, well... <laughs> It's about Celine. It's about her family. You know, it, it, it's about. It's kind of it like about the leftovers. Her, yeah, there isn't a real strong plot line, but everybody in the book is so interesting and it's so well written that it sucks you into the story, and you just you get lost right. in the characters. Right. Mm-hmm. The plot line isn't as interesting as her family. You know, it talks about her growing up with her father. It talks about her sisters. And all of the little things that happened to them while they were young. And it's like it builds up your vision of Celine, the woman, who's by the time we're seeing her in her private eye shoes, she's an older woman. I think she's in her 60s. 
And so you're seeing her in the present, but you're also seeing her as a little girl. So it flashes back. Yeah, it does quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you're kind of like seeing the reasons why she is the way she is, you know, why she looks for birth families. And it really, that part of it is the mystery that keeps you going because you're like, why is she this way? Because they sort of, in the background, have that, mm-hmm. you know, little tiny, it's not a big mystery. It's not the kind of thing that, oh, stop <laughs> yawning. I know I'm not. <laughs> See, I'm not compelling today. You are. I'm just, yeah, I whatever. drank a whole coffee. I don't know what my problem is. I think got... she wasn't yawning. She was burping. Oh. Yeah, you can cut that out. <laughs> she thought you were yawning at her. It was a yawn burp. Oh. I kind of did both at once. All right. Or I don't know if it was a burp, but it, there was a gurgle there. Yeah. That's what I, I thought you were doing. Was, Sorry. A gurgling. B- gurgle? It was a gurgle. I do that all the time. Well, I took stomach medicine right before I left the house, so... Um, I was going to talk about another book because I thought it was a particularly good mystery. Mm -hmm. Um, It was called The Night Bell by Inger Ash Wolf. And those are the two books I was trying to decide between talking about because I really liked the mystery of The Night Bell. It was really... um, It was about a boy's home, Mm -hmm. kind of, where... the. The urban legend of this guy who would ring the night bell and a boy would disappear or whatever. And then years later, they go to build houses in this area and they find bodies mm-hmm. like in the area. So it's a really good cold case mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and who wrote that? Uh, Inger Ash Wolf. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that it, it, that was a good mystery. If you like mysteries. But once again, it wasn't particularly... I don't know how to say that. It wasn't your. It wasn't your favorite. It no. was a good book, but not it was good. A but lasting impression, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I. I don't know. Well, for the record, I'm reading uh, the Red Dragon right now. Are you? Oh, are you? Do you like it? Yeah. I'm like, it's actually kind of shorter than I thought. Yeah, it is short. Well, I finished it in like just a couple of days. So I was wondering why I couldn't like read books very fast, and then I realized it's because my Kindle was so zoomed in. And, like, oh. for some reason, because it had bigger letters, I was reading it slower. So I zoomed <laughs> out, and, like, I can read a lot faster now. And, like, I'm 50, 44% of the way. Wow. Awesome. Through it then. See, when I listen to, to my audiobooks, I, I put the um, put spe- reading fast. speed on faster. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm a fast reader when I'm reading a physical book. And sometimes if I'm really bored when I'm listening to something, but I want to get through it, I'll I'll make the speed go faster. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So that's my two books this week. Um, Peter he- Peter Heller's Celine and The Night Bell by Inger Ash Wolf, which, you know, if you like mysteries, you'll like it. Actually, I read three this week. I, wa- I read the sequel to... Uh, remember the one about the... Um, the giant robot that they found the hand in the ground yeah. and oh, then yeah, they reassembled it and stuff. I read the sequel to that. It's called Waking Gods. So I did three books this week. But that was good, but it was a sequel. So, yeah, you know, if you didn't read the first one, you're probably not going to read the second one. Well, for the record, next week I'm reading a sequel because I want to read it and I'm 
only reading one book a week th- at this point, so well, yeah, you're a little busy. I'm gonna read what I want to read. Fine. Well, I lost Netflix Netflix for a little while this week, so I'm gonna be reading even more than three books a week. Did you get your uh, Fire Stick? No, not yet. Are uh, you gonna get it? Yes, because Dylan took off with the PlayStation this weekend. Mm-hmm. He went to Montana. Dude, the Fire Stick Plus, you can install it. It's the super like easiest thing in the world. Just plug it into the HDMI. <laughs> I know. I read. I looked it up after you told me about it. I'm like, your, God, I gotta get that. Yeah. Uh, Wi-Fi password in, and that's it. Awesome. You know, this past week, one of the reasons why I didn't get a second book read and everything is because um, where I work now, they, as an incentive, they have the whole accounting office go on a trip. They pay for you to go for a trip. The airfare, the hotel room, they have a couple of, like, little things that they plan for everyone to do together that they pay for. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, any other meals and souvenirs and so on and so forth, you have to pay for yourself. Well, this um, the trip was this week, this mm-hmm. weekend, for the people oh, in the office. That's why you had to work late, huh? Right. And so all this this week, um, everybody's been working late because, you know, the deal is that all the contracts have to go out or else because, you, I mean, business has to go on as usual or else they're going to have to cancel the trips. Yeah. Well... Um, they went to Disney World. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. And next time, Bonnie will get to go wherever they go. Yes. And uh, Stacy just sent me a picture, a lady that I work with, that I swap books back and forth with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they woke up and there was a frog in their toilet. In oh, Florida? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know you're in Florida when there's a frog in your toilet. I remember living in Moore one time, and we had a fish pond in our backyard. Yeah. And one day I went to my bathroom, and there was a frog hopping around my bathroom, which is at, was at the very back of the house. Uh-huh. So there, were, I don't really know how I got there. but And it was a what? A frog. Oh. A frog <laughs> found its cool. way up I was inside. I like eight years old, and I was like, cool, I have a pet frog now. Awesome. And my mom made me put it outside. <laughs> I'll give you warts. You can't have that in the house. I used to catch frogs and toads and everything else and bring everything inside. My mom probably hated me. We used to catch baby snakes and then bring them inside. Yeah, that wouldn't happen at mine. But I grew up in New York, so they weren't poisonous snakes. You know what else I would do? Hmm. Which I still miss doing. In uh, more, you know how they have those huge, like, where all the rain goes? Not a gut, like... Like that goes through the whole neighborhood. Oh, and it's made of it's culvert. It's a culvert. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Anyways, you're not supposed to go down there. But right. as kids, we always went down there. Dylan, well, yeah. we used to go down there too. Yeah. And we would take our like bikes or. And then when the spring came and it was always raining, there'd be water down there, mm-hmm. and it, not too much. And usually. then you could go catch all kinds of critters in there. You know what we caught? What? Tadpoles. <gasps> yes. You know what I did with them? I brought them home and put them in my uh, mom's bird bath and then watched them get into... <gasps> they would actually grow. Mm-hmm. And she'd let me do this. And like, <laughs> so I'd catch tadpoles all the time. I loved it. A hundred frogs in this bird bath. Oh and my, my mom would make me go God. release them. <laughs> release the toad! And they were so tiny. I used to always get so mad because when I was little, you know, I had a little red wagon. Some people put books in there. It's like, who was in here and said they used to have a little red wagon? It was Kelly. Kelly was yes, talking about that one because time. because she would mm-hmm. take her wagon to the library and fill it with books, yeah. I would take my little red wagon down to the creek and I would catch crayfish and those little skipper bugs that run around the, the top of the water. Yeah. I don't know what they're water called. Water boatmen, yeah. And, um, and frogs and tadpoles and if I could find a fish and catch it, I would put everything in this 
little red wagon and I would leave it at the creek because those were going to be my pets, but they had to live outside. <laughs> and I would come out the next day and every single one of them would be gone. I don't know if they would get out and go back to the creek or like if birds came. I think your mom did them. it. I think your mom did it. She's like, oh, we're, we're getting rid of those grab. We're not well, you know, it's not like the little red wagon kept the water in there. Well, so yeah, that's true. Anything that was, you know, had to breathe through gills wouldn't have made it until the I next day. Been, I'm a, I, I was a weird kid. I didn't. I didn't pick up living things and bring them home. I picked rocks. I miss horny toads too. Mm-hmm. Horny toads are cool, but we never picked them up. I did. My dad used to go grab them from our front yard, but now you can't find them anywhere. We have horny toads in Wyoming. Lots of them. Okay. What? So Amazon started this new thing, and it's called Amazon Charts. Have you heard of this? No. What is it? So it is like the Wall Street, well, no, like the New York Times, how they do their, like the top bestsellers. Oh. Okay, so Amazon Charts is just their version of bestsellers. So on nonfiction. Yes. Number one of the week, The Handmaid's Tale. They call that nonfiction? What? Did you oh, just sorry. say nonfiction? No, I said fiction. Oh, on fiction. I thought, she, oh. On fiction. On, I thought you said nonfiction too. I was like, so Handmaid's Tale is number one. Yes. And uh, that wow. what was the original date on that? Like 1979? No, the Handmaid's Tale was released in like 2011. No, it was not. Okay, hold on. I'm looking this up for you. No freaking way. Oh, okay. Publication date 1986. Yeah, I knew it wasn't. There was something I was reading lately, and I thought it was... I mean, they've, re- they've re-released it before. Okay. But. Number two is The Fix by David Baldacci. Baldacci, yeah. I don't really read him. American Gods is number three by American Neil Gods, Diamond. excellent. I've read that before, and there's a, a series out right now um, on Hulu, which I cheated and watched on some illegal something. I will uh, mention number four only because I have it in my reading list, so eventually I will read it. And it is Beneath a Scarlet Sky by Mark Sullivan. And then I'm also going to re- mention number six because I'm really confused at why it's a bestseller in 2017, which is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And if you don't know who the author is, then something's you wrong with failure. you. Yeah. Then you have never listened to Nicole on any podcast that we ever have. Okay. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know the top three for nonfiction? Yes, tell us the top three. Okay, very quickly. The first one is the subtle art, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Oh, by Mark Manson. See, that sounds pretty awesome. I might have to get a hold of that. I need to read that one. Uh, number two is Shattered by Jonathan Allen and Amy Parnes, and inside Hillary Clinton's doomed campaign. Oh, poor Hillary. That doesn't really sound too interesting to read. <laughs> Hillbilly Elegy is number three by J.D. Vance. That's about my family, right? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh, 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 number seven is How to Win Friends and Influence People, which, by the which way, was you reviewed like a million years ago. Yeah, you, you reviewed, reviewed on this one. program. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Ooh, number nine is The Zookeeper's Wife. Well, maybe we should do that every week, even though, you know... And see if we've read any of their top... See, Mariana Evans said that Amazon... Um, is terrible for writers because they take such a huge cut of their profit that the really? writers don't make any money. Well, I don't yeah, know how true that terrible. is because if you're publishing your Yeah, book, but she's a writer. She would know. Does she, Has she ever published with an actual publication company? Yes. Okay. She has a... Because I would assume that 
I mean, I don't know. She she advocates using local bookstores because they totally fleece authors on Amazon. Well, but but Amazon wait to sell your book? Yes. Or to publish your book? No, to sell it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Well, okay, Amazon, you can also only publish. Yes, like, you can publish so on Amazon. that's probably cheaper than just selling it. But yeah, Amazon, I mean, if I was Amazon, I would take all my profit too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I but. mean, Amazon sells it cheaper than the bookstores, right? Yeah. They sell them pretty cheap. Well, if you don't, if you have a low ceiling, then there's only so much that you can pay the author but for the book. But also, to be fair, there's a reason why Amazon is like the number one company to purchase anything for right now. Yeah. And they started as a bookstore. Yep. Because they were cheaper than everywhere yep. else. And did you know that Amazon has is building currently a facility yeah, it's in Oklahoma done. City and which means that we're gonna get taxed for our Amazon purchases. No, we were already uh, Mary Fallon already did the tax we already get taxed as of like March first. They do or that April gross 1st. that gross something something tax. Oh mm, man. So if you go look at your thing, you are, you're already getting taxed. Oh. Although legally, we should have been writing it on our taxes. Anyway. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we're, 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 I guess we're done talking about, we're just yammering on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So next week, uh, maybe we'll get Giselle. We don't know. Eventually, we're going to have a smutty book girl uh, edition. I did read a couple of smutty books in um, preparation for that so that I could talk about those. I bought a smutty book that I can read. So if I have enough notice that Giselle's going to be on. Well, I hate to promote the fact because I've done it twice now and we've, <laughs> we better bail out. <laughs> well, her and daughter it, just graduated too. Yes. She has her daughter, like four kids. Yeah, she does. So it's really hard for her to get here. Yeah. Um, but I gave Josh a book for his birthday. He was so excited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was so excited. Um, I gave him uh, Armada by um, Ernest Klein, who's the same guy that read that wrote Ready Player One. I gave it to Josh for his birthday, and so he is going to be able to review something for us. Mm-hmm. So That's maybe good. we'll get him on. That's okay. Okay, I think I we remember. need to wrap this. Yes. Up. Okay. All right, and that's gonna do it for three, three book, book girls. girls.